Welcome to Zeal Aging Redefined, where we're changing the narrative of aging and inspiring women 40 plus to age with boldness, confidence, and kick-ass positivity. So join me each week as we have real talk conversations to ensure that people know maturity brings strength, wisdom, and superpowers. Welcome to Zeal, Aging Redefined, where we're changing the narrative of aging and inspiring women 40 plus to age with boldness, confidence, and kick-ass positivity. I'm Stella Ringer, your Chief of Aging Fabulous, and I'm here to talk about the real issues that impact women 40 plus as we age in mind, body, beauty, and fashion. Zeal Aging Redefined will provide tips and tools to ensure that our mental health is on point, we'll share the importance of physical movement, and talk about those other topics that people aren't talking about. Think about menopause, relationships as we age, fashion, how many times have you heard, girl, you're too old to wear that, and sex will not be off limits. We will encourage women 40 plus not to listen to the negativity from society that as you age, it's the end. Why can't it be the beginning? Why can't we take our knowledge, our wisdom, our experiences, and live in our now? So let me tell you a little bit about myself and how I got here around zeal, aging redefined. So I'm from just a small town girl from the state of Alabama from a small, teeny tiny town called Stevenson, Alabama, which is near Huntsville. Maybe there's 2,000 people there. So I graduated in the late 80s, moved to Atlanta, graduated from the University of Alabama, roll tide, and blossomed into a wife, mother, corporate leader, and community activist. So I've been blessed, and I've always listened to what people pour into my spirit. And I'm so grateful A lot of women, some men, but a lot of women, uh, have poured and asked questions into my spirit around how I look the way I look. I always get questions around, how do you stay so young? I would love for you to be my stylist. And how do you continue to look the way you look? Because I really know your age. So when people started to ask me questions and pour those comments into my spirit, I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm on to something here. Maybe I should inspire women and invite them into the journey that I'm on as it relates to aging. So that's number one. Number two is in my early 40s, which was was pretty early for me anyway, personally, I actually started to go through menopause. Now, I know there's perimenopause and menopause. Sometimes I don't know the difference. But for me, my doctor mentioned, you're pretty early as we're going through this, you know, change in life. So I started to feel some kind of way, guys. Now, of course, people were continuing to pour positive energy into me. And again, so grateful. But I started to feel, well, what's going on? You know, am I getting old? Are things going to completely change? And it almost made me feel like I was given a death sentence. Like, it's done. It's over. Now, you may be fine. But inside, I was thinking something else. So I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision from a mindset perspective. With this fork in the road, do I go left and basically listen to society to say, as women age, it's almost like we're devalued? Or do I make a right and say, girl, you better embrace and celebrate this thing. 
you look good, you've been blessed, just go with it. So I decided to go to the right. Not what Beyonce said, go to the left. I went to the right. So that's how zeal was actually created. It's all about embracing and celebrating our age, educating ourselves on the changes that we'll go through in mind, body, and spirit at times. So today's guest is gonna help us with that as well. And we've got the beautiful Dr. Contessa Metcalf with us today. She is the bomb diggity. Now I know I'm probably showing my age when I say the bomb diggity, but she is. From a medical expert, you guys may know her from Bravo and Married to Medicine, but she's the real deal as it relates to her medical expertise. And that's what we're gonna talk about today as it relates to our bodies and as they change as we go through this journey. Welcome, Dr. Contessa. Hello, Sissy. How are you? I'm good. And you I look beautiful. I call you Sissy because we are sisters in an organization, the we National are. Coalition of 100 Black Women. We are. And we're actually line sisters. We came in at the same time. Yes, so we are. She's we very special. Are. And she's absolutely correct. Everybody in our class knew Stella Ringo. <laughs> you, like literally, like we were, this was mid-pandemic, so we were all on yep. Zoom. Yeah, it even was. on Zoom, she was so fly. And we were all like in the chats to each other, like, oh my gosh, she's so fly. Did you see Stella Ringo? Have you met Stella Ringo? Does she look like that in real life? So anyway, just it's, I'm just so honored to be in your presence and Thank to be a you. part of you. Thank I you. mean, just a ray in your sunshine. So that's I appreciate happy to be it. here. You are beautiful Thank inside you. and out. Thank and you. again, just your medical expertise is what I just want to focus on. And I'm going to read my cards here because like <laughs> this lady did her residency at the National Naval Medical Center. Mm -hmm. And Meharry Medical College. Mm -hmm. Yep. So tell us a little, a bit, a little bit about, about undergrad training. Yeah. and training, etc. Yes. So I had actually had a very non-traditional training path. So I went straight from college, Xavier, New Orleans, Xavier mm -hmm. University, the real mm -hmm. Xavier in my opinion, um, HBCU. And yeah. then went to St. Louis University School of Medicine because I'm from Kansas City. Okay. I almost went home for college. And we'll okay. talk a little bit about like the why I didn't go home for medical school and college. Okay. One of the reasons was I, was, I grew up in a very traditionally Christian home. And mm -hmm. I mean, even when I graduated from college, my mom would be like, if you come home, your, mid your curfew was from midnight to one o'clock okay. as a grown up. I had my own mm. place in New Orleans. Mm. Came home. But you curfew. still had to be at home. Yes, for okay. sure. Okay. And um, and then I was just thinking about, you know, I was talking about coming home from medical school and she was like, good, because on Sundays when we go to, you know, Sunday school, I was thinking about you making sure. You so it just went right back to me becoming a child again. Mm -hmm. And I needed a little bit more autonomy. So for me, that freedom came from moving and going to school elsewhere. Okay. And then I um, did my Navy, I did first my initial Navy training. Mm -hmm. um, and then I actually got out and then I went back to another residency in preventive medicine. Okay. And I... I'm super excited to be here. And that transition that you were talking about happened for me. I am 46. Mm -hmm. My mother actually had breast cancer. And so after mm -hmm. chemotherapy and everything, she did not have, she went through menopause because of chemo yeah. in her 30s. Yeah. And so normally women go through menopause at 50, around somewhere around 50. Mm -hmm. But perimenopause can be 10 to 15 years prior to that. Okay, hold on, y'all. They're saying that my necklace, which I really like, so is making too much noise. So I'm going to have to take it off. So just hold on. We're still going to be cute, but you are still cute. All right. Now back to the important thing. And maybe that can be my gift because, you know. That can be. You do know I like freebies. You know 
You're good. People with talk. It. You would think you know that you're good. With I wasn't it. a doctor, and you're I didn't. Good. My husband don't work. I just really like to get stuff. Like I'm the one who was at the hotel, like putting everything in a bag. I'm like, how much do we pay for this room? I'm taking all this stuff home. Well, you know, cotton you, balls. We don't even use cotton balls, but I'm telling you, we got you, my sister. You're yes, my sister. So, so I like anytime, free stuff. Okay. Anytime. Well, that's what I'm talking but about. But let's get back to, to what you were talking about. Your mom and yes. menopause, going through it early. Right. So okay. normally, because you were talking about how you said yeah. maybe early 40s. And mm -hmm. so for most women, it happens somewhere around 50. Okay. And I only reference my mom is because a lot of times when you go through menopause can kind of be familial. You'll ask your mom or your mm -hmm. sisters when they went through it and you kind of go around it at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. However, there are a lot of factors that play into it. Okay. And one, like my mom went through menopause early because she had therapy. She had chemotherapy and it killed mm -hmm. her ovaries oh, um, wow. artificially. And so okay. a lot of times that we, things we don't think about, and one of the reasons I went back and did a residency in public health and preventive medicine, mm -hmm. I am actually a big advocate of understanding environmental medicine, right? Mm -hmm. And people remember the movie Aaron Brockovich, right? Yes. And you almost, after that happened, now, since that moment to now, we don't really talk about how environmental factors can influence our health. Yes. And so a lot of the things that we, like our built environment, right? Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that people maybe don't live as long because of the zip code they live in. There's a lot of, right. you know, things like pollution that mm -hmm. actually can affect your body. And or your factories hormones. that Absolutely. Correct. we're putting out. So. And even the foods, the, the additives in the other things mm -hmm. that interfere are endocrine disruptors in our foods that affect our bodies. And they also can affect when we go through menopause and even can even incite cancer genes and make them become more active. So mm. all those things actually, you know, so again, that 10 to 15 years prior to menopause, yeah. you can maybe start having some symptoms, not only just the hot flashes, yeah. but vaginal dryness. For mm -hmm. some people, mm -hmm. you know, their sex drive yep. wanes and they just think it's because I don't like the guy I'm with anymore. He doesn't <laughs> turn me on or I've gained a little bit of weight. But it actually can be some of the environmental things, and it can be the weight gain. But one mm -hmm. of the reasons that women also gain weight is because your hormones are yeah. decreased. Right, right. And I'm just hearing, I'm sure perimenopause has been out there for a while, yeah. but really, I'm kind of just hearing about the difference. And I was doing my research yes. and just what you mentioned. Yes. So I'm like, well, maybe I was going through perimenopause back then. But who knows? But regardless of that, the body started to change, That's right? Correct. And I had to educate myself on what happens yes. as we age. And that's why definitely I wanted you here today to kind of help us think through some things. And we're going to go back to the medical piece. Yeah. But I have a question for you that I ask every guest on okay. the show. Okay? okay. So tell me what aging out loud means to you, Dr. Contessa, and how does that manifest in your life? Well, I am a big advocate of breaking social norms, breaking rules. Mm -hmm. I was in the military, mm -hmm. and of course, most people associate being in the military with being a man. Mm -hmm. I was an mm -hmm. officer, a leader in the military. So, and I was also in, when you look at the Navy in particular, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of black women mm -hmm. in, the in the Navy. And so, for me, it's always very exciting to break the norm. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I would say when it comes to aging that I've embraced is my sexuality and being willing to show some skin, yep. right? Yep. Um, growing up, I grew up in a very um, religious household. My mm -hmm. mom went from being just Baptist to Pentecostal apostolic. Okay. And so that was very, um, how, how can I say it? Mm -hmm. It really made me conscientious of the way that I was viewed okay. from a, 
physical standpoint. Mm -hmm. And I always try to downplay my sexuality okay. in, in the sense, or my sensuality, should mm -hmm. I rather, mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. Act both. like right. I wasn't having sex. Right. Sex was a bad, I couldn't even think about sex. No way I'm a girl, but mm -hmm. I, you know, like being sexually active is just not okay. Right. You know, wearing sex, you know, like clothes that are hug, you know, curve hugging mm -hmm. and revealing. All those things were anti being a Christian. Yes. That's kind of yep. how I felt. Or mm -hmm. I, I wasn't being a lady. Right. And the older and older, I feel like I got, I feel like I really embraced the freedom mm -hmm. and the beauty of being a woman and what that means. Mm -hmm. And even understanding that it's a luxury to be able to wear clothes that mm -hmm. hug your body because exactly. you have the kind of body that wants to be hugged. Right. Because <laughs> women have curves. Men don't. Yes. Men, you know, You're when right. someone says they, they, they're built like a box, mm -hmm. we aren't. Yeah. And so I enjoy feeling sensual. Mm -hmm. And I am okay with saying that out yeah. loud. But yeah. it took a long, I'm 46. It probably took me in the last two years to really feel comfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. But it even was a problem even in my marriage, I would say, because mm -hmm. one of the complaints my husband would have is you don't initiate sex, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But one of the things that he didn't understand about me and my childhood, because of course everything we do goes back to our childhood. It does, it does. I felt like that meant I was being like loose. Mm -hmm. Or being, mm -hmm. like, or you don't make the first move. Yeah, because you know? we're supposed to act like we didn't know what was happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. that is just what a lady does. Mm -hmm. You just wait for someone to come after you. Mm -hmm. But being proactive and even saying stuff like, I don't like that. I like this. Mm -hmm. That all had to, I had to learn that. Mm -hmm. Even with my husband, I've been married almost 20 years. Yeah. And so that's how ingrained that was in me that I could not just just literally just attack him mm -hmm. or just stand and, you know, come, he can come home and I'm standing there naked. Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel comfortable doing yeah. that because yeah. of my upbringing. So that mm -hmm. is something I've embraced because I do enjoy being powerful and being, you know, aggressive and mm -hmm. assertive in certain ways. So do you think as you got older, you became more comfortable? Or Definitely. So what, what made the transition, I, I should say? I do. I think it, you come to, I think one of the reasons that people talk about how older people are just like unhinged. What it really <laughs> just boils down to is that they realize that life is limited. Yeah. And so if I'm gonna always live my life in a way that's comfortable for everyone else and uncomfortable for me, right. then that's, I don't wanna live a life like that. Yeah. And so you come to a point where you're like, this is my life mm -hmm. and my comfort matters. Yeah. And that's what I had to understand that that wasn't selfish, that was self-love. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up self-love because I think sometimes we do so much for yeah. others that we forget about us. And if we can't, you know, take care of ourselves, how do we take care of other the family right. or other people? That's so right. it's so important, so important. And even those symptoms that you were talking about, a lot mm -hmm. of times, you know, that whole conversation like you were saying about perimenopause has always mm -hmm. been a thing, but our comfort of being able to say, I don't feel good. Yeah. Because, and especially in families, mommy always feels good. Right. And mommy has to have it together in a couplehood. The woman is the one who's supposed to be making sure that there are groceries in the room, not just cooking dinner, that there is groceries. When there is no milk, no one's looking at the man like, right. why is there like, no mommy, milk? Mommy, where's the why milk? Why do we run out of, you know, right. why don't we have any meat in the freezer? That's mm -hmm. something that is expected that we're supposed to make. We're stock, you know, we, we're stocking the shelves and we're, you know, doing everything. We're the CEO we're, we're the family. Absolutely right. And so if we aren't feeling up to it and mm -hmm. saying, I just am tired. Mm -hmm. I don't have the energy. I don't have the sex drive. I don't 
want to do this. I don't feel like getting my hair done and, mm -hmm. and maintaining myself because that's what happens when people are going through menopause. Mm -hmm. My body doesn't feel like I'm me anymore. Mm -hmm. And being able to quantify that is a lot of times very diff difficult because it is hormonal, so to speak, yeah. but it also is not like my knee hurts. And so right. when I move my knee, then this is what happens. You can't quantify. I just don't feel like me. Yeah. Yeah. And how do we tips and tools around our male companions, sure. husbands, et cetera, as we go through menopause. Because I tell you, I love my, he's the best husband in the world. Because he's like. I love your <laughs> statement right there. Is that intentional, by the way? He's the best husband he's in the, the world. He's the best husband. I love you that. know. I love that. He's the, it's intentional. It's intentional. We're going to say it's intentional. I love that. Even though it wasn't. <laughs> We're going to say it was, okay? Well, it sounds but like it was. he is like the best because he's tried to understand. Like, he's like, are you hot? Are you mad? Because, you know, mood swings right. and my hot flashes and I pull the cover at night. And he's like, just tell me what I need to help you with, yeah. you know? So any tips and tools for women as we just try to ensure that our mates understand, understand. this changing body. That's right. Well, just, I would say the best, the best thing for long-term consistency is to not feel like you have to keep it a secret and keep it to yourself. Yeah. And just to be honest. Yeah. Because again, that's hard. Like once you start kind of this pattern of, I don't need anything, I don't mm -hmm. require anything, right. everything is good. Then when you actually are honest with yourself, you will say, I do need something. Yeah. But your partner can't help you or support if you, you yep. if you're not honest. Right. That's why people break up, right? Let's yeah. talk about it. Communication. Mm -hmm. But being able to not only receive the, you know, the problems, being able to say, this is something that is, I'm going through and this is what I need you to support me with. You can't change my body, but I do need you to understand that, you know, I don't, just because I took my clothes off because I'm hot right. and I'm having, like, you know, hot flashes doesn't mean I want you to, oh, wait, because guys, when you take your clothes off, because I know now. They're like, oh, we're ready. Right. We are ready. Oh, I thought you was coming out. I thought this was your coming on to me. Because <laughs> I do. I, same. I'm sweating. And right now, that's one of the things I'm going through. I'm sweating yeah. at night. Yeah. And so I will, I'll be honest, I'll sleep mostly in my panties mm -hmm. or naked. Mm -hmm. Completely. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, yeah, cold. let's do this. I'm like, no, no, no. I just like, wait, hold up. I'm sleepy. Hold up. <laughs> but I'm also hot. <laughs> Physically hot. He's like, oh, we hot. No, no, no. You are missing my... I need to be more clear when I speak. I am physically hot. The sweat that is coming off my body is a, a problem and I need no clothes on. So I need you to leave me alone because I'm also tired and I got to get up yeah. in the morning so I don't need sex right now. So that's not the... I'm not sending you subliminal messages, but right. they will feel like that. And wonder why you're not even, you know, reciprocating that. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's again, like you said, just educating them. Correct. On kind of what's going on yes. so they can... So they can understand. Because, you know, I feel for my husband at times. I yeah. think he definitely feels and understands it now because yes. that was a while back when I started kind of going through menopause. But uh, but it was helpful. And, yeah. I, and I had to get out of the shame, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I didn't even want to, um, like, share it yeah. with them because I kind of felt like, ugh, I wonder what he's going to think. Yes, you for know? sure. Well, so, and another thing I would say that every woman should should do is not forget that this is a medical issue and you need to talk to your doctor mm -hmm. because a lot of times the symptoms that you're experiencing, the vaginal dryness, there mm -hmm. are topical creams that you can actually use that can increase the, you know, the, the lubrication. Mm -hmm. And that, because when a woman is not producing the secretions. Mm -hmm. Penetration hurts. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good to have sex. And mm -hmm. so it's not 
Because women will say that. I am horny. I want to have sex. But when I have sex, it doesn't bring me pleasure. Or I don't orgasm. Right. Which to me is freaking worse. <laughs> I'm going through, all, doing all this worse. I'm like moving in all these directions. And then at the end, nothing. Nothing, nothing for no. me. Like no, right. no, no, no pinnacle. <laughs> so be able to explain to your doctor that this is what I'm going through. So they can talk to you about if hormone replacement is something that, mm -hmm. you know, you're willing to do because, of course, there are risks and benefits. But um, everyone is different. But mm -hmm. if you're a sexually active person and you're finding that your sex drive is not as, as vigorous as it used to be or even, you know, you're not feeling good anymore, right. there are actual physical reasons that that can be happening. And also remember, just because you're going through menopause, that does not mean that you don't also can get sick. And right. so we have to rule out other medical problems or medical issues that you may be having because, again, most of them are fixable. Right. So right. go see your doctor, have an exam, and discuss these symptoms. And as you talk about kind of different ways of maybe, you know, as you go through menopause or anything that's changing in your body. Yes. I know that you and your husband have a practice yes. around integrative yes. medicine, yes. right? So tell us about that and what that means. So again, I found... Um, I thought I was not feeling as fulfilled in medicine mm -hmm. because of the type of work. I was doing mostly primary care and I wasn't loving it. Okay. However, the problem was for me is I felt like I was just mostly chasing my tail. I wasn't healing or making anyone better. Okay. I wasn't finding improvement. I was just managing chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And so preventive medicine really focuses on prevention of in-organ disease, prevention of you know death, prevention mm -hmm. of bad outcomes, right? Okay. And so we actually work to help people and spend time with education and talking about things that you can do, lifestyle right. medicine, mm -hmm. integrative techniques, for instance, you know, believe it or not, it is clinically indicated to help people lose weight, especially mm -hmm. if there's someone who's peri and postmenopausal, mm -hmm. because what happens is each decade of life for a woman, mm -hmm. they can anticipate they're going to gain 10 pounds. Wow. One thing about you know, being overweight and obese. And one of the reasons why I can tell you mm -hmm. that people, you know, who normally maintain a, you know, BMI of 25 or less, mm -hmm. it actually makes you not look like you age. Susan mm -hmm. Lucci has been the same size oh, since yeah. she was 20. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or probably 13. Right. <laughs> but one of those, but it also prolongs your life. Mm -hmm. It actually lessens your risk of disease. And mm -hmm. so letting weight gain go, so to speak, yeah. and let it just just be. Like, I'm gaining weight gradually, and you're not doing anything to combat that. Mm -hmm. And when I say anything, I mean going to talk to your doctor about some of the medications that are FDA-approved and that have clinically blown out of the water diet and exercise. Diet wow. and exercise is best to maintain your weight, but okay. diet and exercise is really, really challenging when it comes to purely losing weight. Just mm. people feel like, again, they and a lot of doctors there, and you've got to sometimes find the doctor who's going to work and support right. you. Exactly. There are a lot of doctors that are old school that will say, oh, it's all about diet and exercise. You just lack motivation. You're just mm -hmm. not. But it's actually way more complicated than that. And we talked mm. about endocrine disruptors in foods. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times the foods that you eat may be counteracting what's your, already like your already chemical your, makeup active, or something. Not only just that activating, you know, your the fat cells in your body, so to speak, right? Mm, okay. And what happens is a lot of times with most of the, the typical American diet, we eat a lot of calories, but our cells are starving. Mm. The reason that you can eat a whole big bag of Skittles uh -huh. and not be full uh -huh. is because they have zero nutritional value. But mm. you can't eat a big bag of broccoli, raw broccoli. Mm -hmm. It is served, it's giving you all those nutrients and micronutrients that you need that your cells need to actually go through the metabolism to make you live. Mm. Eating straight sugar, all it does is cause an insulin spike, yeah. and it doesn't do 
anything for you to mm-hmm. make you feel better and it doesn't, and it makes you age. It actually mm-hmm. causes you to age. Mm-hmm. They actually call Alzheimer's diabetes type three because really? it's actually a disease of aging. And so there are certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and so talking about integrative medicine, yeah. what I really do is I tell people day one, I will probably this year, if I see you a lot, mm-hmm. spend a max of five hours with you this, this year. For the year. For the year. Let's say mm-hmm. five. And that's a lot. Have yeah. you spent five hours with your doctor? Probably unlikely. But let's mm-hmm. say I spend five hours with you. Mm-hmm. 365 days, 24 hours a day, you are with you. It's your decisions that are going to make a difference yeah, in your life. That's true. But I have to empower you with the tools for you to understand the why. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that when you are eating foods that are not fueling your cells, mm-hmm. you are aging your body. You're actually mm-hmm. causing them to die. They're not actually getting anything that they need. Because you're not feeding them the nutrition that they need. That to, they need. Actually, okay. to go through. They're not, you know, turning over. If you're eating all the time, a mm-hmm. lot of times and people, you know, especially women... The worst thing women can do is snack. The worst yeah. thing women can do is eat all the time. You eat for energy. The worst mm-hmm. thing you can do is eat at night and go to sleep. Yeah. Because all you've done like a bear is just, you know, literally gave yourself more fat. Mm. So those, you need to eat for energy. You need to eat when you're awake, when you need that energy to have, you know, energy mm-hmm. to, to move throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of things that you can kind of get away with when you're younger. Yeah. But when you're aging... And especially when you're perimenopausal and postmenopausal, mm-hmm. you got to be very intentional about anything you put into your body. Go ahead, preach, girl. That, love it, love it, love it. So t- quick question around as we get back to kind of eating yes. and meals, et cetera. I've kind of heard you should eat smaller meals throughout the day around your metabolism. I don't know. That's just what I've heard. Data, what's your, data what's is your so take clear. on that? Data has been unequivocal when it comes to when you eat, how much you eat, and what you should be eating. Mm-hmm. Most of the calories that you get, most of what you eat should be protein for the most part. Some mm-hmm. sort of protein. It could be from beans and things of that nature. How, and a plant-based diet is the way to be. Mm-hmm. Processed foods, you should eat them as sparingly as you eat wedding cake. Mm-hmm. Processed foods, you should eat them as sparingly as you eat wedding cake. What does that mean? Anything that is on the periphery of the grocery store should be the mm-hmm. base of what you eat all day, every day. That means Got fresh it. fruits and vegetables, meats, high-quality meats, mm-hmm. eggs, things like that, protein. Mm-hmm. Anything that came in a box that was designed to live on a shelf for 12 years mm-hmm. is going to probably live in your body for 12 years. And it's not going to be something that you can metabolize because it's not real food. It's, it. and, they're probably, it. and it's so confusing for your body that, mm-hmm. again, it could actually cause you to go into, like, have an autoimmune reaction, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so what happens with women in particular is when we don't have all the testosterone and the estrogen right. that we had when we were younger, yeah. we really become very sensitive to the things that we eat. And you can just track it. When you eat yep. bad foods, and I'm talking, you know, foods from a drive through mm-hmm. you feel mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. You eat a salad. Yeah. You just don't feel anything. You just aren't hungry anymore. Food is designed for us to give ourselves energy, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With that being said, and the way I approach medicine, it's very non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. The yeah. reason we do most of what we do, going back to the beginning, is yeah. because it's, of childhood. Yeah, it's what we know. It's all we know. And the child, we eat for, we're, you know, we're emotional eaters. We mm-hmm. eat when we're happy. We eat when we're sad. We eat for socialization. I now have started with my friends because, again, I'm 46, mm-hmm. and I want to. I worked hard to be in a fitness competition. I'm trying to maintain okay. it. My friends say, let's get together. Let's go walk on a belt line. Let's mm-hmm. go to Chastain Park and go for a walk. Right. I try to do our socialization around some kind of physical activity mm-hmm. because a lot of us aren't getting enough. 
150 minutes minimum of aerobic activity every single week. Yes. We have to do resistance training. We have mm-hmm. to lift weights. Mm-hmm. We have to. Because what happens is if we aren't, we also are losing muscle mass anyway yep. Yep. with aging. Mm-hmm. If we're not doing resistance training, we're mm-hmm. actually not only losing it, but we're losing it at a faster weight nice. rate and we're not building it back up. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why protein is so important. Not carbs as much. Right. Protein is so important mm-hmm. and exercise, especially resistance training. So let's talk about physical movement and the yeah. importance of that. And I know you said it kind of maintains, you know, your body mm-hmm. as you continue down this aging journey. And it combats journey. aging. So physical movement, let's give the yeah. listeners and viewers a couple of recommendations. Like everybody is not like a gym rat. Like I enjoy going to the gym. They I enjoy be. doing free weights. Become one. Etc. Become so one. Are there become one? Become are one. there other things that no. they could do? There you don't have to go to the gym, but you need to be a person who, again, a minimum of 150 minutes of aerobic exercise every week and three days a week of resistance mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. And period. So if you aren't exercising, let's think about it like this. Mm-hmm. Prehistorically, and just before all this technology with cars and subways and Ubers and things of that nature, we used to walk a lot of places, yeah. right? Not only did we used to walk a lot of places, we had to walk for, from one place to another to get food, mm-hmm. right? We didn't have Uber. Mm-hmm. So think about how frequently we're eating now just because we feel, we think we're hungry. We're probably mostly thirsty. But mm-hmm. We need some water. We dehydrate yeah. it. Yeah. But we eat at a whim. Right. The access that we have to food right now mm-hmm. is unprecedented. And oh, it's yeah. bad for you. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to eat all the time. Mm-hmm. When we grew up, I would eat in the morning. Yep. Go to school, eat at lunch, then after school I have some kind of activity or something, and then I eat again at dinner. And that was it. I don't remember. My mother worked nights. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you, I know I didn't get a snack. You know why I didn't? Because my mama didn't come home. Right. She she came when we were literally like giving a high five on the way in. I'm going to school, or sometimes I would miss her. Yeah. I actually got myself up and went to school. Yeah. And I did not have a snack. We definitely didn't give our our kids all these sugary sweets. Mm -hmm. We didn't do all that. And we had very long periods during which we weren't eating. We eat too frequently. And the reason that's a problem is it does not give ourselves an ability to turn over, to rejuvenate. To kind of digest and Not only your your body is actually spending all that energy Mm -hmm. to digest your food Mm -hmm. and not to actually do the activities that you're doing. It. It's actually take it draws the energy away from your brain to your mm-hmm. gut. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. You want mm-hmm. your brain to be sharp. Yeah. You want to be able to be energized throughout the day. Right. And if you're always eating, you don't give your body even a chance to use stored fat. The only reason you have stored mm-hmm. fat is for those times when you don't have access to food. If you're constantly eating, all you're doing is again being a bear. You're mm-hmm. packing it on for when that hibernation period is going to occur. If you never are hibernating because you're eating all the time, you're literally not able to utilize that stored fat for anything other than storing more fat. Mm. You're just continually storing, adding on to it. Wow. I'm sorry. No, this is this oh, has been oh, awesome. And sorry. I was going to say, I was like you growing up. It was breakfast, lunch, had cheerleader practice or yep. whatever. Then we ate dinner. And then and you go to bed. It. And I don't snack now. No. I guess that's why, because we never snacked. A lot growing up. We're really hardly ever. Yeah. And go so. to bed. And go, <laughs> go to bed. Go you want me to tell you something else? I was not allowed to do, which may sound crazy. Somebody may be like writing me a letter or something like, oh, you were abused. I could not just go in the refrigerator and get something growing mm. up. I had to ask permission. You had to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It I is shocking that, to know. me when a kid comes yeah. over to my house and opens my refrigerator. 
I'm like, Without asking. you don't get this little disrespectful thing out of my house? I don't know why that's very aggressive. I don't think but I go into, you knew, I though. wouldn't come to your house and open your refrigerator. All right, yeah. yeah. I would not. Yeah. I would not. And I love yeah. you. And yeah. I consider you like a sister. Yeah. But I'm just not opening your refrigerator and getting something. Yeah. I'm like, I had to ask permission mm-hmm. to get some food. Yeah. But we food, were the same way. And if I couldn't. wanted something. Yeah, it was like, was make, mom, are we okay correct. to get? Yeah. And yeah. we were, mama was making dinner. I knew I had to wait for dinner. Mm-hmm. So she wouldn't even be like, get a snack. She'd be like, eat air pudding. Go somewhere and <laughs> sit down. Go do something. Go write a, go read a book. Go take a walk. One. But I was not, a, so all that eating constantly mm-hmm. is actually working against your body. It, it mm-hmm. just, there's, the data's unequivocal. I am very uncomfortable saying fasting because people start thinking about deprivation and, mm-hmm. you know, saying no to yourself. But if you think about it, it's probably healthy for you to learn how to say no to yourself. If you're saying yes That's to not. yourself for everything, it's probably, yeah. you probably need to have a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Well, this okay. has been great. Yeah. So educational, informative. I really just appreciate you being here today. Absolutely. But I've got one last thing. Okay. So since this is the launch show, yes. you will be the first. Okay. okay? So this is a challenge because okay. I'm trying to challenge the mindset yes. and change the mindset that as women get older, mm. it's not over. It's not the end. Correct. So I'm going to say a word or a few words where society has deemed those words um, I would say negative yes. as we age. I want you to flip the script. The first thing that comes to your mind that's positive. Okay. And I'm going to give you an, a quick example. Okay. So if I were to say wrinkles as yes. an example, for yes. me, that positive word is wisdom. That's right. So I'm going to say a word or two, and I want you to, first thing that comes to mind from a positive statement standpoint, okay. aging. Gift. Hmm. My mom died at 53, mm. and she would have loved, and the last decade of her life was very, she was sick. So mm. the, the ability to be able to live to, most Americans live to about the age of 80. Mm-hmm. But to have the gift of being able to even be in that category to age, oh, what a blessing that is. Mm. I like it. Menopause. Opportunity. You can mm. have sex without getting pregnant. I mean, the love only it. thing women think about all the time is like, I did it again. I love it. I love it. So, love it, love it. And with that being said, I have a lot of girlfriends who are, you know, because it's just kind of, the, I'm for it again. Mm-hmm. I've been almost married 20 mm-hmm. years, and this mm-hmm. is kind of the time when everybody's kind of getting divorced or moving mm-hmm. in different directions. And they are still caught up in that, like, I'm 20 and I'm trying to prepare for marriage, and I can't have sex, and I can't mm-hmm. have a person that we have an agreement or understanding. Sex, is something that you should do for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. Find a sexual partner. Mm-hmm. You notice I didn't say spouse. <laughs> Again, it, this is growth for me because yeah. I used to, I don't believe that you should deprive yourself because every sexual encounter, if you're mature and mm-hmm. you're honest, yeah. doesn't necessarily have to lead or be a part of a commitment. Right. And I'm not saying just be out there. No, like, no, I'm not you. saying be safe. I get you. Be, be actually safe. Mm-hmm. But there are benefits. There are health benefits to having orgasms and actually having sex. And you can literally have a sexual partner Mm -hmm. that you understand, as long as you're mature, that I'm getting what I need and you get what you need. And we then high five and again, like me and my mom did them, walk out the door, (laughs) hug each other, but you ain't got to move into my house. I ain't got to move into yours. I love my home. I love my kids. My grandkids come over. I don't want you to be here when I wake up in the morning. Come to an agreement that makes sense for you. But you don't have to be sexually lonely Mm-hmm. Because you are post menopause and maybe exactly. you've decided 
that you're not with the same person you used to be with anymore. That doesn't mean that you can't still have sex. And that's, no, hopefully gotcha. women are listening and they believe mm-hmm. that. And again, I'm probably gonna get some emails and some that's letters. Okay. I'm going to hell now, I'm sure. No, you're not. I heard it all before. You're good. I love it. I love what you're saying. Yeah. Last now, thing. Not, look, not leave our families alone, no. You know, find somebody who also is unabashedly single. <laughs> we got, You guys listen to what she's saying. All the single ladies, find a single man. Okay. <laughs> Last thing. Girl, you're too old to be sexy. Uh, It ain't my fault. (laughs) I just am what I am, (laughs) you know? I can't help it. I mean, if you're using that, again, if you're using, if you are being accused of being sexy, what a plus. I like it when someone gives me a compliment. Mm -hmm. It don't have to just be my husband. It makes me feel good when someone's like, girl, you fine. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you. I love to hear it from everybody. Yes. Please don't ever stop. energy. That's right. And, And if, you, please don't ever stop telling people that. That's to me. Mm-hmm. I tell women that too. I mm-hmm. tell men. I, t- I think that's people love hearing compliments, yeah. and I hope we get back into that more of uplifting me, each that's other. That's right. Just because you're pretty or sexy doesn't mean I'm not. Right. Like tell people. It just makes both of us are. That's right. <laughs> Thank you again, Doctor Contessa. I really, really appreciate you being here. If you ever need me, let me know. But I know we'll be seeing each other. All I need the time. your closet. I need all that Come stuff on. that you're not gonna wear. Come no on, more. girl. Thank Come you. on, I got you. <laughs> thank you, sister. Thank you. I love you, thank my you sister. so much. So much. And thank you, Zeal Nation, for joining our first podcast. I can't believe it. Many, many more topics and podcasts to come. So again, join me each week as we talk about the real conversations around the aging journey. Zeal, Aging Redefined. I'm Stella Ringer, your Chief of Aging Fabulous, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>